Quan, cut the music. We're back, episode 16. For once, uh, we actually have everyone here. Kind of weird. No hot takes, so don't have the full five necessarily. But we got the main four here. So, as usual. Jack's just a special guest yeah, now. Let's yeah, Jack, go. Jack's hot tier at this point. I think I'm hot's bad. probably been on here more. Uh, it's pretty close. lifted at 545 today. We're lit. Yeah, we, we delayed it now. So, uh, <laughs> fixed. we fit him in here, which is uh, pretty big. So, breaking news to start, not anything crazy. I mean, the most recent thing would have been Bradley Beal not going to the Olympics. Uh, we'll touch more on that later. Kofi Coburn's probably going back to Illinois. So, I guess if any of y'all have something to comment on that, now would be the time. It's excited for him to come back. I like Kofi. And I like one of our friends is the manager in Illinois, and he said we can go see games whenever we want. So, now I get to see a good team at Illinois play. They really needed him back, too, with Io gone and all of their assistant coaches going to Kentucky. Yeah, yo, there's got to be something. I said this before. Like, there's got to be something going on or that happened with the Illinois squad with, like, all their assistants leaving. And Kofi all of a sudden, like, I know he's probably going to come back, but, like, him looking other places too. Like, I wish our inside source was giving us some more info on that because I feel like there's definitely something, like, something happened or, like, something's going on there. Maybe a temp. <laughs> it's Goose. Imagine? It's yeah. Goose. <laughs> I honestly think, like, a majority of it is just this is probably the best team that they were ever going to have last year, and they got upset in the second round. So everybody's like, if we're not going to win with probably the most talented Illinois basketball team we'll have, what's the point of staying? Like, they're not going to be – they shouldn't be as good as they are last year. At least they got their uh, their conference championship, though. I feel like that was a big deal. That was – we were in the building for that. That was amazing. That's awesome. Because I feel like everyone was saying that year, too, like the Big Ten is, like, the the conference. Like, every team is so good. Yeah, I'm a little bittersweet on it. I think it definitely would have been very shysty if he went to Kentucky and followed that assistant coach after he said he wouldn't take any of the Illinois players. But also now I have to watch him absolutely dominate Trace Jackson Davis for two games next year. So it's going to be a little tough seeing that, but – I think it's good for Illinois. I don't know how they absolutely combusted after having a great year last year. Um, If anything, I think last year should have built up the program even more. I don't really know what their recruiting situation is, but they're going to be fine. Definitely help. T. Frazier's back. No, Miller's going to be a. Oh yeah, Miller's Miller's the biggest. Miller's gone. He. He was pick somewhere yet. I think LSU. I think Whatever it was that LSU. One. That's gross. I'll I'll backtrack. <laughs> we can move on. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive it is uh it is LSU. It's LSU. I just looked it up. He didn't look like it. Will Wade throw Olympic. down two hundred grand or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. He loves dropping that. Yeah, I mean but they yeah. can they can legally do it now, kind of. A little bit of a just roundabout give him a way. little endorsement deal. Yeah. Give him a, it's like, hey, this dry cleaner is going to give you $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? I think, what, was it Miami that did that? Someone uh, had, some school has already oh, had like a super shady situation. Then you had, you had Master P's son yeah. get paid $2 million. Oh, yeah. That's nuts. It's like, dude, there's just no way. There's no shot this is legitimate. Um, so that's going to get ugly. But, hey, good for the players making money. Uh, new blood in the NBA coaching tree, finally. Uh, very excited. There's been three new hires over the past few days. You got Willie Green in, I want to say, New Orleans. Jamal Mosley in Orlando. 
And then Wes Unsell Jr. in the leading spot to go back to the Wizards. So how exciting is it that it's not the same recycled coaches anymore? It's almost like they were listening to our episode a few times ago where we were saying how just recycled coaches just, just doesn't work. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they got fired for a reason. Maybe it was like a bad situation, but a lot of it's just underperforming and so it's nice to see new coaches getting an opportunity. I'm still waiting for Becky to get her opportunity. I think she's going to be a stud. But um, all these new assistants, we'll see how it goes. But I'm excited for actual like new coaches to be um, taking over these teams. And we'll see how these teams kind of shake up. Yeah, I'm excited for Mosley. I think he's yeah. going to be a great coach. I mean – Luca literally said uh, that he should have been the coach for the Mavericks, so he's got a pretty high endorsement on him already. Luca's so young, though. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I think Luca. I don't think Luca should be making that type of yeah, comment yeah, when you that, have a, a when you yeah, have a dude true. that literally has won an NBA championship against LeBron James. But you know oh, what? And then you have uh, speaking of coaches with Luca, Igor is coming back to join Jason Kidd's staff in Dallas. To be an assistant like, coach over is there. Is that the Cavs guy? Yeah. So former Cavs guy. He's <laughs> he was head coach. At, he's been head coach at Fenerbahce the past few years, and he's Slovenia's uh, head basketball coach. Hilarious. So pretty uh, pretty cool that he's finally going to be coming back. He's a good coach too. It's it's weird. Uh, good year. LeBron, the GM just didn't hate oh, him or did, yeah, just no. hated him. Like that was. Absolutely brutal. I thought he I'm was with the Suns. So, or is no, that a different Igor? So that was that was a different coach. So Igor, Igor coached he coaches him right now for the Serbian team. But there was uh, who was Slovenian. It? Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, you're right. That's not the yeah. Cavs coach. I was, was going to thinking of David in, Platt. I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. Okay, got okay. you, got you. My yeah, bad. no. I brought so, that up. That was my fault. <laughs> Igor was the Suns head coach when Luca was a rookie and they drafted DeAndre. So that's where that's where Igor was. He lasted a whole year. Um, but yeah, no, Platt. Uh, where is Platt right now? Oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's. I think he's in. Is he in Israel? Is he at Tel Aviv? Uh, David Blatt, by the way. I. Uh, should be executive. Um, Let's see. He's at a. Oh, what's he doing? He's Nothing. not doing anything. <laughs> and he's he's he, was, he was last at Olympiacos. It looks like as a coach. Yeah, and then just he's stopped. currently residing in Florida. Yeah, probably. Uh, so that's, with Archie uh, Miller. Yeah, with Archie. <laughs> and everyone else. <laughs> with both the Millers now, bro. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i guess uh we'll we'll kind of segue here into olympics who has had a worse this will be a three-part questioner so three options here who's had a worse oh, month go. of july you have the u.s olympic team you have espn and you have the <laughs> chicago cubs which one of those three has had the worst month of july chicago cubs 
Well, that's certainly biased. <laughs> I think it's got to be the U.S. Like yeah, they it's got to be the Olympic team. They, they came out and just lost to Nigeria. And they were like, like 62 in the past like five years. And they they came doubled out their losses in exhibition games. Like, yeah. That's so bad. Yeah, no, it's that's an, embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But it's also an exhibition game, so it's not like these games mean that much. I think the Cubs, that they play it like they pretty much regress to what they were supposed to be this season. So I don't know about them. What's the ESPN thing? What are you talking uh, about there? Like, I hate ESPN, their, but like so a lot of their top have, people. Oh, like Rachel, Rachel Nichols. Nichols. Yeah, okay. so we're have, just, like, we just have a conglomerate of things. They're going to lose Maria Taylor. And then you have Stephen A. Smith's comments on Otani, oh, as well as the Nigerian even. men's basketball team. On back and then to back Smith is a Absolutely <laughs> blow the eight home run derby. Yeah, like it's – I think I'm going ESPN here. I mean, the U.S. Olympic team, though, like talking about them real quick. One, they lose Bradley Beal. Like he's – gone he's not playing anymore might lose jeremy grant the roster is just constructed in such a way that they can't really compete and then on top of that too you have popovich now is i want to say two and four as u.s men's coach yeah, date back to the last fiba tournament bring back coach k not good okay. not good you know uh, i mean you expect things from espn that aren't great like espn has been consistently awful for years now which is why nobody really like that's why the ratings have been dropping because they're just like all um, they're all clickbait title shits now and it's really annoying. So I'm still gonna go with Team USA because you don't expect Team USA to lose to these to these countries. For ESPN, you expect them to always have some <laughs> stupid ass controversies going on. <laughs> it's just like ESPN's always making the wrong decisions. They always have like they're they're just a train wreck, dude. They still have Breen though. They still have Mike Breen. So they have that's like the only thing that they have going for them. Him and SVP are like the only thing that's keeping that organization together. Show respect. Here's where I'm at with the Olympic team. Like, obviously, there's no excuse for them to be losing games, but I think that the gap is closing as the game gets more international, Um, especially like Nigeria, for example. They have a few NBA guys. They're not top guys, but, I mean, they've recently created that NBA Africa where there's more emphasis on growing the game, especially in Africa, and really investing in the development and the facilities there for, you know, those people that actually have a chance to potentially make the NBA one day. Um, I mean, still – the U.S. has the best players in the world, but I think as it continues to move forward that the gap's going to get sh- uh, smaller and smaller. These international teams are getting better and continue to just add NBA players each year to their teams. So, I mean, still, like I said, we should be winning these games, but I think it's going to get closer and closer as it continues to move forward. It's just so – like, the roster construction, to go back to that, it's just so disappointing because you just look at the list of players that they could have added instead of guys like – I mean, no hate on Jeremy Grant, but I don't think he should he, – he does the same thing as plenty of the other players that are on this list. He's like that small forward, power forward scoring type. We don't need – we need a big body or just a three-point specialist. Like a Joe Harris type guy, a Tobias Harris would be cool. Either of those would have been awesome. Even like a Dwight Howard or Andre Drummond would have been like a better addition than some oh, of these guys. Put Anthony Davis have. on that squad. Well, he, he, he didn't want to play. 
So, like, I'm not counting him. Because, like, well, I mean, obviously then you'd have LeBron James, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, James Harden, and we wouldn't have any issues. We would would win every game by 20-plus. But that's not the team that's playing. So, among those guys, I guess, who do you you guys want to see Bradley Beal be replaced with? Because I don't think it should be right now. You think it's going to be I think it should – I mean, just watching the games, it should be a big guy. We don't. Our tallest guy right now is what Bam. (laughs) It's it's KD, but yeah, Bam's the only big. Yeah, because KD's he's not posting up. He's not going. All the good bigs are foreigners. Yeah, we don't even need like a. We don't need a dominant scoring big. We We just need somebody. Plumley, like we could literally do a Plumley. Plumley has been a great roster. He was also had a great season this year. He had a few triple doubles, which was wild. Yeah, I mean, he's expanded the, his game. They've been a they've been a mainstay on the U.S. kind of FIBA tournament roster because, like, anytime you have a, I'm looking at this article right now it's because of Coach K. So, so, like, the U.S. World Cup role players. So these are all guys that played for Popovich's World Cup team. Joe Harris, Marcus Smart, Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown also played. Uh, I don't see any of those guys, but that's like those are the best quality of players that you're going to get for like a World Cup, for example. And this to me, this is like a World Cup team on steroids. Uh, with the shortened off season, you're not going to get that kind of talent. Um, I think I they wish probably we would have seen Zion. I do too. I totally. I'm not going to give anyone any. I'm not going to fault anyone for not wanting to go to these Olympics. One, it's not a traditional Olympics, so it's going to probably kind of suck for them as players because you lose out on half of the experience there. Yeah, there's no fans. No fans. Oh, there's still um, no fans. Nope. No, oh, I mean it's. Not listening to our last podcast, Jack. Yeah. I listened then, to it when you shit on me, and then I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've also got uh, you've got the shortened off season last season, the full or the somewhat full length season this year. So these guys really haven't had a ton of time off to rest. Some have injury concerns. You know, Kawhi just had. Well, that was breaking news. Yeah, Kawhi had tore his ACL. Um, he got it repaired, right? He got surgery. Yeah, he got it. It, it was a partial tear, but uh, that's yeah. kind of big. Uh, but still, you have guys that are hurt, so. I'm thinking they probably go with just someone off of the uh, off the select team, probably Garland. But I, I think I, Keldon Johnson would make a little more sense just defensive. Like he's a little yeah more well rounded. He's also I, really guy, good at rebounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is something we need. I think Jared Allen could have also been a great addition to that roster. Yep, I think he's kind of the exact type of player we're missing on this team, and he's kind of he's younger. And that that was one other thing that I was going to add. I think. This roster is also missing guys that really want to win. There's a lot of guys on this roster, like KD, Draymond. Like, they're they're not really playing for a whole lot. Dame, I think, was on the last Olympic team. Where, like, if you added guys like Zion, Ja, uh, I don't know, Jared Allen. Guys like that, younger guys. Donovan Mitchell. That would have been fun. And, like, I think they would have cared a lot more. They would have taken it more seriously. And that's why they should go back to college players. Well, then we get slaughtered. You think so? Oh, 100%. At this point, yeah, 100%. Like, I guess it know, has got so much more Even, like, if you look at our college guys, uh, shout out the men's U19 team. Uh, they won the World Cup. But even if you look at our college guys versus, like, college guys from other places, it's pretty close. It's very close. That France team was point. really – They were, I was really impressed with them. They were good. Um, in the U.S., too. Like, that tall guy's sick. Wambinyama is going to is be that him? incredible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, yeah he's good. He, his, I think the most impressive thing for me is, like, his recovery speed is just, like, not right for someone that tall. 
Well, I was impressed by his three ball. I was like, yeah, he has great touch too. But like, (laughs) to me, like the like I said, the most impressive thing was like him having those defensive instincts at that young of an age and being able to get back. Like you know, if you have any time a seven footer shoots threes at a high clip, that's really impressive. But people have done that before. Being able to like sink back in and recover like that. And just you know, being kind of a switchable defender while being that lengthy, yeah. that to me, that's the part where it's like you don't, man. you do not see that really, especially. Why the hell is Donovan Mitchell not on this roster? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Hurt I'm again. just looking at this roster. It's it's bad. It's uh, it's bad. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Uh, we're moving on here. Getting the <laughs> show on the road here. We're moving to the final. Speaking of recoveries, Giannis had the second best block I have ever personally seen last night. Uh, sealed the game and let me just say before we really get into it that was the most chaotic playoff game i have ever seen completely aided on by the refs but like wow that was just that's the only way i could describe it was just totally chaotic i would agree i want to i want to say one thing about the block i think it's probably the third best block i think the bam block oh, is a better block but that's okay, so second best finals i second best finals block Yep. I'd say is the Giannis block. I thought it was the and best finals block. Dude. I'm still going. Screw the, Bron, Bron, number one. Screw the Bam. I thought that block was sick. Well, Bam wasn't in he the block. He came out of nowhere. I thought that was an easy alley-oop. And oh, I, I just think that, Think about the context of the Bam one, though. It was literally to win the series. Like, it was. that was an insane block. Yeah, that was a There was a buzzer block. beater to, like... I just like not, the whole uh, atmosphere of this one better. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, sense. you're not going to see any yeah. arguments from me. I just yeah. want to be... I want to be non-biased on that one because I was so obviously biased. I was sitting right here just screaming, "Oh my god, that was the greatest block I've ever seen in my life." That's because <laughs> LeBron's was also on the road, and it was Game Seven. Yeah, like that that block that LeBron has is oh, that's like the most iconic block. Yeah. in NBA history. And honestly, I think like I don't know how the rest Jack of the doesn't series... like it because it was against the Warriors. That's <laughs> I get it. I can I can get that. I think that depending on how the rest of the series plays out this will be one of those series where it's like you have a single play that you think of yeah 100 percent. and it'll be you know sorry uh sorry cam johnson yeah your moment but Giannis has now overtaken best play of the yeah, series here 100%. both as both like an individual play and like as a player too like holy yeah, shit I mean, Giannis has just been it, unreal yeah Gian, silence any fun. hater any hater like you can't talk shit about Giannis not being able to close games or anything at this point he's just been Amazing on both ends of the court. He's been making free throws too at home. He's up to like seventy percent, I think. <laughs> I love, like, love that. You counted way too it. slow there. He you were almost everyone, and he never goes past three. He totally listens to the crowd as he, he shoots. He goes at like eleven he shoots, or twelve he waits every in, single well, time. Well, he waits until they're eleven, which is like eight or nine for them. Yeah, yeah. It's so like, hilarious. I mean, he's gotten better. It's obviously a lot better at home. He's a career seventy percent free throw shooter, so it's not like he's that bad. He's not Ben Simmons, but maybe that's how we fix Simmons. Just make, maybe just maybe they have down. to start counting. Yeah, put some pressure on him. I mean, it, it's worked for Giannis in large part, so I mean, why not? You got to try everything with him at this point. Yeah. <laughs> as broke as it gets. Yeah, the fact I think... he can't shoot and like he's been in the NBA for this long, he still has no jumper. It doesn't even attempt any. It still blows my mind. I hate him. It, it's have you seen game. that documentary on him? No. Oh, there's a documentary on like I think it's on HBO. It just I it made me not like him at all. He's like, why am I even going to college? It's stupid. Like, should be in the NBA. It just made me totally hate him as a player. He's also a coward. And he went to LSU and just couldn't even he couldn't even carry them to the 
um, can even carry them to whatever that's called. He had talent too. He had Blakeney on that team too. Yeah, he was. He had was a shooter, more than right? enough team. Blakeney he was, was like, the shooter yeah. and hyper athletic guy on that. Team. Yeah, no, I remember him. LSU should have been better than they were. Ben Simmons, like that, just looking back at it, that's just like that should have been a little bit of a red flag. I mean, obviously, I still would have taken him number one, but like in hindsight, him not being able to lead that team to the NCAA Anything. tournament is kind of tough. Yeah. yeah, I just hope that they go try and go after him. I would. Hate I think that. he ends up in San Antonio. I I've been seeing that one, and I I think that makes sense. I still, I still like the Portland fit a lot. I don't think the Knicks would make sense uh, just because you have Randall and I think that would be you, awful. There you need be a more of, you, you yeah. need a point guard that can create his own shot there. I yeah, think. the rumors, the rumors have been saying Sexton. That, I mean, that, that would honestly that, that would be that perfect. Would be hype. That would work. Uh, now, how you get him there? That's a different question. Well, they were uh, saying. I read Obi Toppin and uh, Kevin Knox. It was Obi Knox rounder. and then a first. Uh, and I would do that. If I'm a Knicks fan, oh, I think goodbye. I'd do that. I do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Give him, just, give him to Lakina too. Yeah. <laughs> I love Frankie. I love Frankie. I don't care. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm a Frankie guy. truther. They drafted him before Donovan Mitchell. I'll never forgive them. <sighs> I mean, what, like can it's what can you do? Uh, <laughs> but I – I still think with Simmons, I like San Antonio as a destination. I think Portland's another really, really cool one still. I think him for CJ, damn near straight up, I think would be worth it for both sides. Um, San Antonio, I'd like I'd like to see like a Derek White or a DeJounte Murray and then like a Keldon Johnson go the other way. I think they, that, that would – I think if I'm a Sixers fan, that would – I would jump on that one if you could get those two. They have Maybe so like many – well, so it would have to be – I think the only way you could really get San Antonio to do it is if DeRozan goes the other way yeah, um, which I, I in a sign and trade. But you get DeRozan and someone else because they have like five or six guys on $10 million contracts that are really valuable players. So it's it's obscene the amount of like trade chips that San Antonio team has. And realistically, like they're always going to be, unless they like get lucky at some point, I don't see the way out of their situation of being like a – above average team for the next couple seasons. You know what I mean? Like they have they good pieces. Yes. They don't have a star. Exactly. They, I know it, what you're saying. Like I, I think back to like kind of how Utah was before Gordon Hayward finally like put everything together. Like that mm-hmm. last, I want to say it was like that last Gordon Hayward season or the season after he left. It's, they were just constantly like, you know, in that situation. Same thing with like the Pacers, for example. I, I think they kind of risk falling into that tier here of like, non-stop mid to late lottery yeah yeah been doing that <laughs> yeah i mean if vic didn't tear his achilles i think we'd be talking about a completely different pacers team paul george shatters leg i'm not well, snapping yeah. to that i'm snapping to paul george demanding a trade okay see i just want to clear that up in case a video of this ever comes out that would be a bad luck kylie doesn't post videos <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how but, yeah, no, finals have been – I've enjoyed them. Uh, it's kind of crazy to me that they're still going on in mid-July. I didn't really yeah. think about that so until weird. my dad, so who weird. doesn't really follow the league, was like, hey, that's kind of late, isn't it? I'm like, oh, no, it's normally like – the draft is like late June. He's like, yo, we're in the middle of July. You know that. I'm like, oh, shit. We I'm so – I am I just need this finals to end. This playoff has taken so many years off my life. Every game <laughs> I just have like a – my heart's just racing. I was drenched in sweat last night after the game. <laughs> I was like, I took a shower, like a cold shower. I was so 
stressed that entire I – w- I was pretty sure we were going to lose, too, because Devin Booker wasn't ma- missing a shot. Schultz was sacrificing deer to Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> that game by Booker, too. I, I don't want that to get too overshadowed by him not fouling out because, like, the officiating was – last night's officiating was up there with the worst I've ever seen. Uh, made for a cool environment, though, I will say. Just for – you had no idea what the hell was going to get called. Like, it started out where it's, like, guys are getting <laughs> yeah. mugged. Yeah. And then the <laughs> they flipped the switch on them. It's like we're calling everything now. And then they flipped it back to the point where it's like we're not going to call Devin Booker intentionally fouling twice or at the end of the game. We're not going to call Giannis inbounding the ball over the line. Like, how? Oh, yeah, I saw that too. How do you miss those? Um, That was really casual by Giannis. That was dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. I saw that. I'm like, what the hell are you thinking? Just get – like, that was so casual. That's a regular season move. That is a regular season move. Like, you cannot – you That's like when Westbrook like, grabbed the ball, took like four steps up the court. That was not that bad. That, that was one of the funniest. It was just as bad. I saw it happen. I was watching like the game the with one of my friends, someone. and I'm like, there's no way. Like, there's no way I just – he just did that. This day. He's just um, walking up and down the court. Chris Middleton also had the most casual 40-point game I think I've ever seen. He had 40? Like, yeah. He's so you don't good. Even, see, you don't even know. He had, he had, he had 40. 40. <laughs> I knew he went off like late. I didn't know it was like that. Both those he won the great shots he hits are nuts. Yeah. He, I mean, he just he won them the game in the fourth quarter. He was you just gave the ball. To, he it was like what KD was doing the, to the Bucks all of, mm-hmm. uh, two series ago, where yeah. like anytime the Suns came down, uh, Chris Middleton had the immediate answer. It's because of that. Like I don't know if you were watching all, like intensely, but the Chris Middleton Giannis pick and roll was working all game. Like it was either you got a bucket from Giannis or Chris Middleton has a wide open mid-range shot which is usually money because there's no way and there's no way to there's no way to guard that either like when you have the six seven guy big i did like them putting deandre aiden on Giannis. i've enjoyed seeing that deandre aiden's very impressive i just look i'm not gonna lie i hated on that man so much because of how much i liked luca in that draft um i didn't think aiden should go number one uh i didn't think he was all that good Especially, like, the game I would always reference was him versus Buffalo when they got eliminated in the tournament. I would always reference that game. Jack, I cannot hear you right now, by the way. I think you're, you're muted. Um, but, yeah, that, that game against Buffalo was just horrible. Absolutely horrible. I'm like, this guy sucks. This guy's not going to be very good. Totally wrong. Guy is an absolute beast. And, honestly, he's, like, what I think you should be looking for in that style of and that style of big. If you can't shoot threes, you need to be able to be a switchable defender, the yeah, athletic rim run. He's he's everything. He might honestly at this point, I think his success has made me rate Evan Mobley higher than Jalen Green again. Like I think it's kind of flipped me back. I think Evan Mobley has a high. I don't know. He has a really high ceiling. Those guys are both. I think they're interchangeable. Yeah. I honestly, think all the top three are interchangeable. Like I don't. Yeah, I'm I mean, not that high on Cade. Spo- like, spoiler alert. We'll uh we'll we'll get into that next week a lot. Uh, more on that at the end here. We wrap up in a few minutes, but uh, yeah, no, uh, it's kind of crazy how well he's been doing for them. Yeah, uh, Jack, as you were saying, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know when you said <laughs> when you said the Buffalo thing, like as you're talking about, that's the game I was thinking of because I put Arizona going to like my final four because I'm like, yo, DeAndre Aiden, this guy's a beast. Like he's gonna carry them. And that first game against Buffalo, I was like, this dude sucks, and I was pissed. I, I that sounds about that. right. You have yeah. a reactionary thing to like one game. 
Yeah, I, you know, I was so mad. I literally judged him like his entire like. I mean, you, if you're gonna blame anybody in that game, you blame Sean Miller because Nate Oates just outcoached the fuck out of him. <laughs> Nate, I mean Nate Oates. That's why he's as it's good awesome. of a coach as he is in Alabama. Yeah. Like, they just ran small ball. And they're like, oh, you think you're gonna dominate us with Aiden? Like, try guarding like us one through five around the perimeter. That, that team, that Buffalo team was really fun because then the next year that was the team from Buffalo that was like top twenty-five all season. Yep, they were they were really good. Did they end up making the tournament that season, though? Or was that the uh, – It would have been COVID top season. 25. I no, know that was, they were. I don't know if – I'm pretty sure Kent State made it out of the MAC that year. I mean, they might have gotten an at-large. I was at – this is off on a tangent. I was at the Buffalo-Marquette game that season, and Marcus Howard had 40 points in the second half. I remember that game. <laughs> he finished was, with 42. He had two in the first half, and I was just watching this, and my dad was like, Marcus Howard's pretty good. And I was like, yeah, Aaron Thompson will shut him down. And then he just – and then first half, I'm like, see, he's not, he's overrated. And then that happened. I was like, holy shit. I remember texting you about that because I'm like, yo, he's hitting every single shot. This is nuts. That was one of the craziest games I've ever seen live. Okay, so Buffalo the following year, they did win the MAC. They then beat Arizona State in the first round before getting demolished by Texas Tech. Oh, was that the Texas Tech to the finals year? Yeah, it looks like it. 2019, yep. So that – they lost to a good team. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's pretty funny kind of looking at players like that where it was like, I hate this guy. I don't think this guy's going to be good. He's a center. Why are you drafting a center that early to the point where it's like, oh, okay. Maybe maybe that's why. I mean, and we're looking at, like, the next three years. You're going to have three centers in the top two picks in the next three years, including this year, which is just, like, nuts. Jalen Duran, is that one of the guys you're talking about? Uh, so Duran probably will, but so Mobley, you have Mobley this year. You'll have Chet next year. Oh, Chet. I don't know if Chet goes top two. I think he's he's got to put on about 50 LBs. He's got, he's got some work to do. Um, I feel confident he'll be able to get there though. Duran's 2023, right? He's 2022. Wait, so he'll be coming out next year? Yeah. He's trying to reclassify that. Is that the dude that, that's the dude that looks like Dwight Howard, right? Like, yeah, it's just, like, built. Yeah, I'm not he goes, convinced. He goes to that is a grown man. That he is a like grown, a grown man. man. It is ridiculous. So, I guess we can count him, too. But then Webin Yama as well out of France that we were losing oh. over earlier. Yeah. Um. I mean, do you count I, Paulo Benchero as, a, as nah. a center? Okay. He's powerful. He's, man. like, a stretch four. Yeah. But he'll uh, still, like, guys who could very easily be, like, back-to-backs get bigs chose mm-hmm. not to um i mean usually there are though like yeah. usually they're the centers any athletic center that looks like he could maybe be like a also a three-point threat usually goes in the top five yeah and then um, if they're ass in like the regular season then like they fall to the top 10 see scala bissier yeah oh i mean and then you also had like a <laughs> i don't my internet <laughs> just totally kicked out but i thought you were peeing yourself <laughs> yeah, no what is going on Dude, i don't know what's happening i'm gonna try to power through it though my internet is just tweaking on me right now um Aiden's just had a heart attack yeah apparently i just had a stroke aiden just said like said something and then just i was waiting for him to finish his yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I saw happened. him moving around too because i was like oh no did my computer freeze again and i just <laughs> no, see him moving i'm like oh no i just so stopped talking me. dude i recognize so quickly where i'm like all right something's not right but uh you had a few of the baits this year too uh completely drop out of they, they were going like for, like Isaiah Todd is an interesting one 
to look at where it's like dude's guaranteed a lottery pick and then he went to like guys not going to be drafted to now like kind of crawling his way back in so i feel like with mm. bigs more so than any other position you'll see kind of that uh fluidity there um who's the you have kai jones and then jericho sims too another situation. dude did you see that video of him jumping and for the head, dunk and he yes. hit his head on the Wait, that was him yes yeah. oh my like, yo that was nuts <laughs> he's so athletic like it's jericho sims has unreal bounce it's ridiculous um it's so hard to not get fully into the NBA draft thing. But next week, uh, we are going to be doing the first ever Six Inside Mock Draft edition. So we'll each take we'll, – we'll split it up amongst the four of us where it's like each pick will be done by a different person. Uh, then we'll talk about a few of the picks here or there. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool. But uh, before we go here, uh, goodbye, Jack. Uh, and for the listeners, Ben Kiley is still here. He's just been, like, looking at us for the past, like, 15 minutes. You guys were just – on a roll, oh, so we're, we're let going, it happen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're we're uh, we went here. we went on a we went off on a big tangent right there. Yeah. <laughs> that was, be, just was just based fun. off of <laughs> nothing too. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about DeAndre Ayton, then we just went into twenty twenty three draft. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Next two will be more. Uh, next two episodes will uh, be a little more targeted. They're but definitely hey, going to be a, a little more structured. I like uh, this one. Yeah, fun. so we'll we'll uh. We'll, we'll wrap up here. Uh, what, what do we think All-Star Weekend uh, of the game and the Derby? Uh, Yankees, of course, are not playing tonight already. COVID's reminding us, hey, I still exist. So, uh, yeah, yeah. how do we feel about All-Star Weekend? Um, well, I called Pete Alonzo, so I feel pretty awesome. <laughs> Joey Otani was super disappointing. I was expecting to hit one out of the stadium, but, I mean, it is what it is. Juan Soto has got probably the prettiest swing in baseball, so – and then he was hitting some line drive home runs on opposite field in the home run derby. Just like every, like he would just go, he'd pull one and then the next one would just be oppo. Like it, I was super impressed with Juan Soto as like anybody should be. Cause he's 22 and probably a top 20 player in the MLB top 15. Top yeah. 10? I can get on board with that. Juan yeah. Cool. I mean, Shohei was disappointing, but then he also ripped off about 15 in a row turned mm-hmm. into double overtime and yeah. <laughs> once it got to those three swings I knew that he was done because he was just swinging at everything and Soto was like patient picking out the exact pitch he wanted and after he went first and hit all three I, I was like it's over yeah. but I think he still put on a show and then mm-hmm. he was he pitched and let off for the game the actual game I think I think he for like his first this is the first time he's actually been put into like the like all right this guy is like he's the guy something like yeah they, like he's always he been hyped the, up he was as like the spotlight the top international like japanese player like he can pitch and hit but this is the first time that he's stayed healthy and he's been great in both categories i think people are finally on board of like, all right, this dude is something special that we haven't seen in at least a hundred years, probably not again for a while. So um, I think he still lived up to it. I think he was definitely nervous coming into the Derby. You can tell the way he started and the fact that he just doesn't take BP is absolutely insane. That was like the most crazy thing I've ever heard for how talented and how much mm-hmm. he just rakes the ball and he just doesn't take BP. 
is absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think word for the future home run derby guys, get you a 75-year-old man who just throws perfect meatballs right down right in your sweet spot every single time. Oh man. Cuz Pete Alonso, like his pitcher was perfect every single time. It was it, like it everybody was else was a little inconsistent, but that guy every single time it was right where Pete Alonso needed it to be and he put on his misses were still 450 bombs. Like it was insane. Well, like, there, there's no reason. What had me dying was when that kid was getting carried off the field and they show Pete and he's just bobbing. <laughs> yeah. Looking at the kid getting carried off. He's just like, let's go. <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, the I would whole time. put down some beers with, with Pete. Oh, yeah. yeah he looks like me? such a cool dude. Tampa's own, like the embodiment of a Florida man, honestly. Uh, he, se- he seems like so like odd, but like in like a good way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a teddy bear. Yeah. yeah. Like Big bear. old polar bear. <laughs> yeah. Polar bear, if you will. Um, I loved it. Joey Gallo. That w- I was so disappointed in Joey Gallo. Like that to me was Shohei. He started horrible, but even it, let's say he started and finished horrible. I still don't think it would have surpassed my disappointment for Joey Gallo. Like mm-hmm. that was bad. Um, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see Soto now. Uh, people always talk about how the home run derby screws up your swing which apparently, according to stats, it doesn't. But whatever, I don't care. I'm going to say it does. Uh, people were talking about with Soto how it might fix his swing because he's been hitting a lot of ground balls. Uh, hmm. That horrifies me because he's still batting near, like, 300. He's still really good. Um, so if that fixes him, that's going to be scary. Because some more pop. Yeah, it gives him the pop that we know he has. Uh, and if he starts elevating the ball again, that's going to be – Horrifying. I, I enjoyed it, though. I thought the broadcast was horrible. ESPN2 oh, dude, when, was better than the first one. When they when they showed Salvador Perez hitting 27 home runs, <laughs> and it was just an interview with Pete Alonso, I thought that was maybe the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. It wasn't even the most mention... disrespectful of the weekend. They, they talked. They had Nolan Arenado. They're like, hey, man, you got traded from here. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I did. Just before the game even starts. And they were talking to Chris Bryant twice yeah. about, hey, man, you know, you're wearing a Cubs jersey. Trade deadline's in two weeks. So uh, that's embarrassing, dude. H- how are you feeling here? It's like, dude, come on. Did you guys he- know that Trey Mancini had cancer? They didn't yeah. bring it up in the broadcast. Like, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, they did like 50 fucking yeah. times. Like, I understand, like, it's cool, but like, they. It was like watching the NFL draft where they just, like, this guy has a dead cousin. And like, they just kept bringing up, but like, First of all, shout out Trey Mancini. He put on an absolute show too. Yeah, and I was, was I was, if I didn't have money on Pete Alonso, I would have easily been rooting for Trey Mancini. But I just felt like they they should have like he had a great performance, and then they were just making it all about like the cancer side of it. And I feel like they could have just just given him credit, just straight up like Trey Mancini's been killing it. Like I yeah, I get what I get what they were doing. I think they overdid it. I think I that's what I'm trying to get. at. I think they overdid it too. I think they're. And it's hard to overdo, too, given what, you know, what he was able to overcome. And, I mean, what he's kind of been able to communicate to uh, afterwards with, like, oh, you know, you got to check for all these things and stuff like that. Like, absolutely awesome work that he's been able to do with all that. But yeah. ESPN certainly did kind of take it, like, a little too far there, which I'm impressed that it's able to – you're able to do that. Um, I didn't think it was possible. But, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think it was like an offensive, like it's no. not not offensive or anything. I just thought 
they could have moved on from it because I'm yeah. sure Trey Mancini didn't want to talk about how he had cancer the entire time, which is probably the most fun he's had at playing baseball in a really long time, mm-hmm. being like the center of attention. And then like their first question for the interview is, Trey, how does it feel after having cancer? And then like the other thing is when they're talking about his friend who had cancer and died and they were talking about that again, it just felt like it was a little, I don't know, it gets a little too personal. And then like they were speaking on behalf of like the family and it was just weird. I don't know. I just yeah, need to figure out their shit. I, I can, I can agree with that. Like I don't have an issue with them bringing it up. Like even yeah, in a no, question, definitely not. but the whole, uh, consistently harping on it when it's like hey this guy hit 28 home runs here like are we yeah. gonna he was awesome <laughs> yeah so the stand-up to cancer thing oh, that man. they did during the game i thought was very powerful that was i thought problem. it would have been even more powerful if they did it during the derby and like, oh for Trey sure mancini kind of ran it was in charge of it like it was definitely like a chilling moment, but I think it would have been even cooler if he, because I'm sure since that's a big part of the MLB and like the good philanthropy that they do, I'm guessing that he's probably a big part of that and a big 100%. face for he's it. He's got to be. And I think that, you know, I'm sure Dave Roberts was probably at the Derby, mate, like, He's also a, a cancer survivor, and I'm pretty sure he might actually be in charge of, like, the whole, like, MLB connection. But if those two maybe gave some words and then had that moment, I think would have been absolutely, like, spine-chilling. Yeah. I, I feel like it would have reached the, that, too. Do you, want, do you guys know what the numbers they did for the All-Star game versus the Home Run Derby? I feel like – I'm just guessing the home run derby did better numbers. Yeah. Cause I watched I the home run derby. I didn't watch the all-star more game. pedestrian baseball. It's just fun. It's more fun to watch. Like, yeah. It's people, even if you're not a baseball fan, people watch that instead of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's especially in Colorado this year. I was hoping for more off the scoreboard because Pete Alonso, yeah. I think he only hit one. And I was like, what the hell? But when Trevor Story hit that one that was like five twelve, and it didn't even look like it went that far, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like it was five twelve, and I think it like was the last row, second deck. Yeah, so. I just, I just think that the broadcast would have been a million times better if they just had the distances. Like no yeah. one else cares about any of the other stats except how far that thing went. Yeah, I mean, especially with the five nineteen and a half bit. Come on now. Like, yeah, no, I definitely thought Exavilo is cool to show every now and again, but don't leave it up the entire time. Uh, yeah. Distance is a lot more important than how fast the ball is flying. Um, I mean, they're all smacking the hell out of the ball. Like, obviously, the Exavilo is going to be really high. I want to see how far that thing went, especially yeah. in Colorado. Like, they said it was going like 20 extra feet. No humidor too. So with the the Derby got seven point one million viewers. The All Star Game got eight point two four million Damn, viewers. Really? Um, yeah, I'm I actually mean, pretty surprised on that one. It's they're going to be low just because I feel like MLB as a league they have marketing issues that they're finally addressing now that they have stars that want to be marketable. Uh, it definitely doesn't help when your best star Mike Trout doesn't want to be kind of like 
doesn't have the personality necessarily. He does a subway commercial, man. What else do you want him to yeah, do? Yeah, he, he does the subway <laughs> commercial, right? Um, but, you know, you have your Tatises now. You have this younger generation of yeah. players that they can be the faces, the guys here, um, and they want to do it too. They want to go out and do it. So I think that'll be big for gr- growing the game. Um, I enjoyed it, though. This was the first All-Star game, honestly, I, I can say that I've watched all the way through since really I can remember. Uh, even if the Rays players got in at the start of the game, I still would have watched the entire thing through because I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I want to see what these guys do here. Um, so I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty fun. So, Especially with all the first-time All-Stars. I think it was oh, yeah. fun to see all those young stars kind of finally, I guess, I mean, people know who they are, but it's kind of like, all right, it's the new shift of the game, more entertaining young players. Yeah, because this is the first year where it just felt like there's a whole new guard. Mm-hmm. Before it would be like there's one or two like new studs, and then like it would just kind of be like the same old, same old. But now it's just like you got Tatis, you got Acuna, you got – I don't know. There's so many. Vlad. Shoyo Tani, Vlad. It's so awesome. I'm excited. I th- the MLB is definitely on the – a little bit of a come up, obviously not that much of a come up still, but I think they're headed in the right direction again, which is good. Yep. And also shout out Freddie Peralta. He was electric. In yeah, he was. Of work. So let's, let's keep that going. Fastball, Freddie. He definitely was one inning. So that is about it for today. We will have NBA draft next week, unless are there any closing comments we want to make? Nope. Bucks and six, baby. Bucks and six. Kylie, anything on your end? Sell the team, Cubs. Sell the team. All right. Uh, Hallinan, anything? Oh, wait. He left again. Um, I'm going to say one little closing. Well, two things. One, shout out the Lightning. Goal bolts. That was pretty cool. I know we said we won't talk about hockey. That is the extent of it. Uh, Two, I think that the Cubs losing streak that they went on in June slash July was the best thing to happen to the franchise since the last title in that it will set them up better for the future given that they're going to sell like anything and everything that they possibly can for the july trading deadline so that's my little bring it on my little hot take um so yeah that's it uh we'll see you guys here next week for our first ever mock draft episode cheers bye-bye